Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Why don't we go straight to prayer? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we praise you. We magnify thy name. We thank you so much for this time that we have with you, Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus, O Lord God, that Holy Spirit will minister to every single listener that would be out there today, O Lord God. Open their ears that they may hear, open their eyes that they may see, and open their hearts that they may understand your word here today, O Lord God. I praise you and I magnify thy name, O Lord. And Heavenly Father, I give this time and this space entirely over to you. Take it where you will for your honor and glory and praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. And let me just start by saying, are you struggling with something out there today? Are you struggling with something? Okay. One of the things that I want to just remind you that whatever you're going through, it's going to pass. It is going to pass. Okay. When I face difficult times. I always tell myself, gee, this can't last forever. This too shall pass. You can also probably look back on your life and see many difficult times and say the same. Look back in the past, and I'm sure you've had other challenges going on in life, and God did indeed bring you through it. So the same way, whatever challenge you have now, this too shall pass. The devil probably tried to make you think that it would last forever. I know when I've got issues going on, sometimes, depending on what they are, it does feel like it's going to last forever. Days go by, and sometimes even weeks go by. But I have to always remember that God isn't the one that's watching over me and that it's going to pass. And you need to consider the many times that God brought you through difficult challenges. So be confident. God will bring you through again, whatever you're going through, because according to Philippians 4.13, you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. And also according to Romans 28, that all things work together for good for those that love the Lord. So you love the Lord, Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, then just rest assuredly that this too shall pass, whatever it is you're going through. Okay, the word always gives us excellent advice when dealing with day-to-day life experiences. The same way if your car has a major issue and whatnot, hopefully you don't go next door to your next door neighbor. Well, you might if he's a mechanic and expert. But basically what you should be doing is running to your manual for that car to see what needs to be done. Well, with life, with life, when we have issues, we have problems, we have challenges, what we do is run to the manual for life, our manual for life. And of course, that's the Holy Bible, the Word of God. Amen. So with that, why don't we go to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Now would be a good time to say that if you don't have your Bible, hit the pause button, run and get your Bible, maybe a marker or a pencil or a piece of paper, and take notes, mark up the Bible as Holy Spirit so guides, because these words can come back to um, give you uh, support and advice later on when you need them. Amen? So 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and starting with verse number 1. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. We don't handle the word of God deceitfully. Amen. Handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. 
If our gospel be hid, it is hidden to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So what this is saying here, that in verse number three, if our gospel be hid, it is hidden to them that are lost because because the God of this world and the God of this world is here is being referred to as Satan, referring to Satan here. The God of this world has blinded their minds, those that do not believe. OK, so if we are trying to, 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 to preach to someone or minister to someone and talk to someone and they're not understanding, they're just not getting, you know, and understanding the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's because at this particular time, their, their minds, their, their, their eyes have been blinded, their minds have been blinded because they do not believe. So therefore, Satan is not letting them understand. OK, not letting them understand how many times have you spoken to people, you know, and you try to give them a biblical truth or something that maybe Holy Spirit put on your heart to share with them. And they look at you like you're nuts, you know, because it's going right over their heads. It's because they're blinded at this particular point in time. They're, they're blinding it. They're, they're blinded by Satan. OK, their minds are blinded. Their eyes are blinded. So therefore, they cannot understand and cannot receive the word of God. Verse number five says, for we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts, has shined in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure, an earthen vessel. You are an earthen vessel. While you're here on this planet, earth, you are an earthen vessel because you were created by God. You are an earthen vessel. Okay, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Okay, so what is it saying here? Verse number eight, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. You may have challenges and problems going on on every side, but you're not to the point of being totally distressed. You may feel that, feel perplexed at what's going on in your life, but not in, not to the point of being uh, in uh, desperation and despairing. Okay, we are not to despair. We're not to the, get to the point where we are so perplexed that we just don't understand uh, where things are going. We may not understand the solution, at this particular point in time, if you've got an issue going on, you may not understand the solution that God has in mind, but you don't get to the point where you just get so you, you're so distressed and you're per perplexed and you're getting to the point where you're feeling nothing but despair. Okay. There may be some persecution going on, but not forsaken. God has not forsaken you. God is there with you. You may be feeling cast down, but not to the point of being destroyed. We are children of God, so we should never be feeling any of these things that are going on. If there's a challenge going on in our life, yes, we know how to deal with that challenge. We run to the Lord with it and we'll get into more things. But we are not to let ourselves get to the point where we're feeling distressed, perplexed, despairing, be feeling forsaken and feeling that we are destroyed, not by a long shot, okay? Because this too shall pass. Whatever it is you're going through right now, it shall pass. Verse number 11, for we, we, we which live are always, are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death works in, in us, but life in you. Okay. So then death works in us, but life in you. We have the same spirit of faith. We have the same spirit of faith according as it is written. 
I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. I believe, I believe, I believe, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, therefore speak. Knowing that we, which raised up, knowing that he, sorry, knowing that he, which raised up the Lord Jesus, shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Amen. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. Okay? So we don't faint. In other words, we don't give up. Okay? The outward man, you know, all of us obviously are perishing from the time that you're born. You're leading towards, you know, you're living towards a physical death. The Bible says every man shall, shall die. Okay? But, but inwardly, inwardly, which is your spirit, our spirit man is renewed day by day. So that means that if you've got an issue that's going on and you go to bed with it and everything like that, hopefully when you go to bed, you're praying and you're casting that care upon the Lord. Okay. Renew your spirit gets renewed on a daily basis. So that when you wake up in the morning, this is a new day. You've got a new spirit, if you will, that your spirit is renewed. You know, it looks like getting a fresh new uh, a drink of water, if you will. This is the day that you have made, oh, Lord God, thank you. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. And now, Lord God, guide me. You know, what's the next step for today? How do I go forward? You've got a new lease on life every single morning. You do not have to go back and live the previous day all over again. Amen. Amen. You've got a new lease, new lease on life. Okay. It goes on to say that for our light, affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal or temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Okay. So what it's saying is that we don't look at the things that are seen. You don't focus on, we walk by faith and not by sight. We don't look at the things that's going on in our lives right now, especially troublesome things. Okay. If those challenges or tribulations, trials that you're going through right now are really burdening you and burdening you down, remember, don't be focusing on that. Okay. We look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. The things which are seen are temporal. In other words, temporary. Whatever you're going through right now is temporary. Okay. It shall indeed pass. Okay. We look at the things that are eternal. Okay. We know that God is our father. We know that Jesus Christ died for our sins and was resurrected triumphantly and over, overcoming Satan in our lives. And we know, and we know that Holy Spirit is in us and with us. Okay. So these are the things. These are the permanent things. These are the eternal things concerning our lives. So that's where we should be focusing. Okay. We remember that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior and he gave us many, many promises all throughout scripture. Okay. He gave us Holy Spirit on the direction of, the, of God the Father. All right. So we do not have to be worried about these things. We don't have to be uh, um, um, bogging down our lives because this too shall indeed pass. Okay. We do not look at the things. We look not at the things which are seen. So we're not focusing on those things, but at the things which are not seen. Okay. God is not seen. Holy Spirit is not seen. Lord Jesus is not seen physically with our eyes, but they are very much here. They are very much with us. Holy Spirit is very much in you. So you need to rejoice at that and be oh so glad and so confident in the fact that you do not have to be carrying a burden. You do not have to be worrying about anything. Whatever you're going through, remember that this too shall pass. 
We've all had problems that felt like it was lasting for an eternity, but our years on earth are but a drop in the bucket compared to eternity. Okay. If you're a born again child of God, first of all, you must believe with all your heart that you, you have a destination with eternity. Okay. All right. You have an appointment with eternity to be with God, the father forever. Okay. And eternity is a long time. So what we're going through here on, on earth is but a drop in the bucket compared to what is before us. Amen. So this is why we don't get hung up. We don't get that so focused on it that we start worrying about whatever issue of life that you may be, you may be going through. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 14, 17, and 18, that afflictions or trials are but for a moment. Okay. So he says this. So that means that this too shall pass. It is tough when we're going through trials. I'll be the first to admit that. But Paul learned to keep his eyes on the prize of heaven. Okay. And that takes a little practice. When you're in the here and now, you know, and you've got a bill that's due, you've got an infirmity issue, the doctors are saying one thing, you, you know, and, 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 and the, the economy and other things there that are just, just nipping away at us and everything. It's hard for us to keep our minds focused on eternity. But this is what we need to do. We, we need to remind ourselves that whatever it is that's going through, first of all, God will bring us through it here on this earth. Okay. Okay. And, you know, one thing that we need to, to, to grasp and, and understand that God makes great promises in the word of God and his word in the Bible about eternity for us and what it would be like to be in heaven. But guess what? God also prepared us so that we can live fruitful lives while here on earth. God is not saying that we should just suffer our whole time that we're on earth and just wait until we get to heaven. God has given us the tools. God has given us his word. God has given us his Holy Spirit. God gave us Jesus, his only begotten son. So we have we, we, we have the methods, we have the ability right here while we are on earth to live a, a victorious life. Amen. 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 So while we focus on heaven, yes, because that's where eternity is, we also have to remember that while we're here on earth, God wants us to prosper. God wants us to be victorious. So that trial or tribulation or challenge that you're going through right now, believe me, it's going to pass because God is going to make sure that it does pass. Amen. Amen. So, so, so don't, don't get perplexed and don't, don't feel like you're like you're forsaken and all of that because God has not and will not let you down. Not at all. That is not the way he operates. It is tough when we're going through trials. But Paul learned to keep his eyes on the prize, which is in heaven. And we need to do that also as we're navigating through life here on earth. And Paul trusted God to continually prepare him so that his glory was revealed throughout Paul's life, as we see by reading the word. Your current situation may, may look really bad, but remember that God loves you. God loves you. And because of the fact that he loves you and you are his son and or his daughter, he's not going to let you suffer. Okay. Okay. It may seem like you're suffering now, but he is going to get you out of that. Okay. So just remember and have some hope and trust in him and know that this too shall indeed pass. Never let go of the truth that God loves you no matter what happens in your life. That's the biggest thing. We have moms and dads, and hopefully we all have loving moms and dads. We know how much our earthly parents love us. Well, 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 that means that is no match for the amount that God loves you. Okay, God loves you with a love greater than we will ever understand. Okay, and because of the fact that he loves you, he's not going to let you just keep on going through any trial or challenge or tribulation. He's going to deliver you. He's going to deliver you. Okay. Never let go of that truth that God loves you. You can trust that everything will work out because of God's great love for you. 
During the times that we are going through a difficult experience, we must learn about being free. Okay, we must learn about being free. We need to understand that this too shall pass and being and what being free means. We need to be free. Just go to Jesus when we lay aside all our works or all our works and the things that we're doing and begin to see him. You know, so many times we focus on what we're doing, our works, our works that we forget to look at Jesus. All right. Right? When you've got a trial or a tribulation or a challenge going on in life and in life and it's human nature, it's human nature. The first thing you want to do, you, the first thing you wind up wanting to do is, is, is how can I get out of this mess? How can I how can I eliminate this problem? How can I overcome this problem? It's human nature to want to do that. But we have to remember that you are free. You are free. That means that you are free to take that burden to the Lord. You are free to go to Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, I have this issue. I have this problem. Lord Jesus, take this issue. Take this problem. I don't know how to deal with it. I give it to you. So you are free to do that. Okay. And if you can just do that, then you will know. You will know that a a, a peace will come upon you. A peace will come upon you knowing that you don't have to wrestle with this burden. That you're free. You're free now to go on and make other decisions, to let Holy Spirit guide you as to where he wants you to do. But you have to do that by by giving up on your works, thinking about what it is that you can do. When we allow him to remove the veil from our eyes so that we can see, then we can enter into a personal relationship and be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But you have to go and submit yourself to God and say, God, you take it. Okay, and then when that veil is lifted, when that veil is taken from your eyes, you will see the light at the end of the tunnel. Then you'll know that this is the way that I'm going to go. And I am free now because Holy Spirit is going to navigate me right through this tunnel to where that light is, to where that solution is. Amen. So whatever it is you're going to remember through, remember that this too indeed shall pass. We must learn, learn to rest and not always feel that we must do something. We have to stop looking for answers based on our works and because this is what religion calls us to do. Amen. This is what religion calls us to do. Works, works, works. Okay. It's, it's me. It's me. What can I do? Okay. You know, being a child of God, being a Christian, being, being a Christian is not being religious. Okay. Okay. When Jesus walked this earth and was ministering for those three and a half years, what he was talking about was a lifestyle. He was talking about a lifestyle. Christianity is a lifestyle. If you are a Christian, it means that you're a follower of Christ. So this is not a religion. It is simply doing what the word of God tells us to do, what Jesus Christ tells us to do, what Holy Spirit guides us to do. It's a lifestyle. We don't turn it on on Sunday for a couple of hours and maybe a midweek service or maybe for a midweek Bible study. And then again, the following Sunday for a couple of hours. No, 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 no. We live our lives 24 seven as Christians. This means that everything that we do, everything that we think, you know, is, is involving the Lord, particularly major decisions, particularly major decisions. And when you have challenges and when you have issues going on in life, we have to remember that it is not what we can do. It's what Jesus can do. It's what Jesus can do. This means that we stop being religious and legalistic. This is what Jesus came in. This is what he repeatedly told the Pharisees back when he was on the earth, when he was uh, ministering. 
repeatedly told them that what you're doing is legalistic and so on, but you're not believing who I am. You're not believing that God the Father is who he says he is. Okay, you're not believing in the miracles that you see. And many times when Jesus performed miracles and things like that, they got so upset because he was doing things on the Sabbath in one particular case. Okay, okay. Jesus was preaching a whole new way of life. And that's what we have to remember also. Christianity for us is not just a, a, a once a week thing or twice a week thing. It's 24-7. Amen. We need to have a relationship with Jesus. That's all a part of not being into a religion. There are so many quote-unquote religious people in so many religions that don't even really talk about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Right? They'll get around, you know, and they'll tell you all, you know, all of these doctrines and, and different things in the Bible they read. But as far as a fundamental truth is developing a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, many religions don't even approach that. Okay, so it's not about being religious. Okay, it's about being a follower of Jesus Christ. Religion holds people in bondage. In 2 Corinthians 3, 6, Paul said, for the letter of the law kills, but the spirit gives life. The letter of the law kills, but the spirit gives life. All right? The spirit gives, gives life. So we follow Jesus Christ, and this is where we get our life from. This is where we benefit from. This is how we remain, we become and remain victorious. Don't be offended by my use of the word religion that I keep using over and over again because I realize that this has been a popular spiritual-sounding word for centuries. Okay? So when I say that, don't, don't get offended. I'm only trying to present a clear difference between an impersonal set of rules and regulations and a personal relationship with the living God. Christianity is a way of life centered on Jesus. That's the difference. And that's what Jesus was talking about. Okay. You've got to think about as God, the father, as Abba, Abba father, Jesus Christ is your Lord and savior. If he's your Lord, that means he's involved in every aspect of your life. Holy Spirit is your counselor. He's your paraclete. He's your comforter when you've got things going on. This is where you run to, to receive comfort. That's the difference between religion and living a Christian life. There are so many, many people who seek a relationship with God and the religious community continues to tell them that they need to do something else in order to be acceptable to him, you know? When you talk about having a, a, a personal relationship with God, many times they'll turn around and tell you, well, you got to do something. Okay, you got to do something. You, you, there, there's some set of rules that you have to follow in order to develop this personal relationship with God. And that is not the case. Because Jesus said, if you just cry out to me, you call upon me. The word of God says, repeat it to me. God says, call upon me and I will answer. Seek me and I will answer. There's nothing there that's talking about rules. The only thing you have to do is to seek him. The only thing you have to do is to call him. So if you've got something that's going on in your life right now that you're wrestling with, simply call on God. Call on God, you know. And one of the wonderful thing of things about God is that he speaks every language that there is on earth, <laughs> first of all. And you don't have to speak in King James language with the these and thous to approach God. Simply cry out to him and say, Abba, Father, oh, Lord God. I've got this issue. This is what's going on. Lord Jesus, please help me. Navigate me through this mess. Get me out of this mess. And just talk to him. Talk to him the same way you would talk to, 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 to a loving father in, in the natural, okay? Or a loving parent in the natural. All right? He's your father. He's your heavenly father. He's the most powerful, and he is the, the, the creator of, the, of this universe. He's your creator. 
So just talk to him, call out to him. Okay? That we don't have to go through rituals to approach our God. We don't have to do any more sacrificing. Sacrificing was done away with when Jesus went to the cross. He was the final sacrifice. So we don't have to do those sorts of things. Simply talk to God. Talk to him. Jesus talked of his personal relationship with the Father, and the religious leaders of his day persecuted him for saying that, if you remember in reading Scripture. Even today, it is amazing to encounter certain people who are opposed to hearing other people talk about God in a personal way. Many people get upset. You talk about God in a personal way in some circles, they'll think you're nuts. Oh, yeah, he's one of those holy rollers. Oh, boy, yeah, he's a Bible thumper. He's a this, he's a that. He's a Jesus freak. He's a this, he's a that. She's a this, she's a that. Okay, okay because they, first of all, they don't understand what it is even remotely like to have a personal relationship with God. All right. Many times I've heard people say, oh, I'm a religious person. And then when you start talking about, and that's the key, a religious person. And when you start talking to them about the deeper things of God and having a relationship with God, all of a sudden they start looking at you strangely and they start stepping back. Okay, they think you're some sort of a, quote, religious zealot. Okay, okay, well, I'm zealous for the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And I confess his name over and over and over. And I will shout it from the rooftops to anyone that will listen you want your life changed around, you ask Jesus Christ to come into your life. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You want your life turned around. You want to become the, the, the head and not the tail. Okay, You want to be the victor and not the one that's vanquished. Then you ask Jesus Christ to come into your life. Accept him as your Lord and Savior and develop that personal relationship with him. Okay, all right. This is not a religious concept. This is what Christianity is indeed all about. Obviously, Satan hates a personal relationship with God and the power that it makes available in the life of a believer. Okay? Satan doesn't want you to even understand the concept of having a personal relationship with God. Because the more you can stay religious and follow what the religion says and go through rituals and things that you think that you need to do, and you can't develop that personal relationship with God, then Satan is able to enter into your life and to make you think that every single trial and tribulation and challenge that comes your way is the end of the world, okay? Because you don't have that personal relationship with God. So Satan does not want you to develop that relationship. He'll do all that he can to stand in the way. He'll throw things before you. He'll do whatever it is. He'll, he'll make it so that you don't, you don't, you don't set aside the time to, to, to seek God, to pray and to meditate. You know, you don't have the time to put on some good Christian music in the background or in your headphones so you can listen to some music and meditate and pray and commune with God. This is developing that personal relationship with God. Satan does not want you to do that because the more he can keep you away from God, the more he can browbeat you and make you think that whatever it is they're going through is going to be with you forever and ever and that you're, you're, you're going to perish. Okay. You're going to fail. You're going to utterly fail. You know, and, you know, so, 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 so the thing is, is that in certain religious circles, if you were to talk about God, as I said, they think that, you know, you'd wind up being judged and criticized. We need to not worry about that. We need to remember what the word of God said. God says to seek him. Seek me and you shall find me. Sometimes if you start talking about your personal relationship, people even say to you, well, who do you think you are? You know, that, you, you know, that God speaks to you. Well, the problem is what they don't understand is that God is calling out to them too, but they don't hear it. Okay? Okay? See, see, see. What, 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 what the non-believer, what the unbeliever doesn't understand 
is that God is their God too. God is their God too, because God created them. The unbeliever doesn't realize, he doesn't have an inkling that God is indeed his or her God also. But because of the fact that they've been blinded by Satan all of these years of their lives, they can't understand it, so therefore they cannot see, they cannot hear the voice of God. They cannot hear Holy Spirit that is calling to them and wooing them, calling to them. They can't hear it. God is talking to them too, but they can't hear it. God is speaking to you right now. God is speaking to you. You may be having some other thoughts going through your mind and you, you know, while you're listening to this message, you may have some thoughts, you know, that, that are popping up now about that issue that you're struggling with. And this is the Lord that is, is, is giving you some hints and things that when this message is over for you to go and spend some time with him. This may be the, this may be your time to come to the reality of who God is in your life. Because God is calling to you. God doesn't want you going through these changes and challenges and issues that you're going through, these trials and tribulations. God is calling to you. So as soon as this message is over, go to your prayer closet, wherever it is convenient for you to just get quiet and spend some time with God because he's calling to you. Because whatever you're going through, he's trying to tell you right now that this too shall pass, but you've got to trust him for it. And don't be relying on your works or your abilities, your capabilities. Rely on God, God's capabilities, because he can bring you out of whatever it is that you're going through. Religion, quote unquote, wants us to picture God as being far away, somewhere up in the sky, not approachable by anyone except the elite of the so-called religious church. They want to make it seem like God is not available to, to the average person. You're not a, you're not a pastor. You're not a bishop. You're not a pope. You're not a father. Okay. You don't have you don't have any titles. That is not what God is all about. God is available to you. God is there for you. God is right next to you right now as you're listening to this message. So he is indeed approachable and he's touchable and he can be reached because why? Because he said to seek him and to find him. And if you seek him, that he will indeed answer. Furthermore, quote unquote, the religious church, they want us to believe the belief that uh, God can only be reached through rule keeping and quote unquote, good behavior through keeping rules. That's what the law was all about. Jesus came and he told the Pharisees that I, I'm, I, first of all, I fulfilled the law. You don't have to go by those works of the law. Again, we don't sacrifice anymore. Jesus was the final sacrifice. Amen. So we have to remember that, 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 that we don't have to be doing all of this rule keeping and, and all of this stuff in order to be able to, to talk to God and to have a personal relationship with God the Father and Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit in our lives. This religious spirit, if you will, was alive in Jesus' day, and he died and was resurrected to put an end to it and to bring people into a close personal relationship with himself, the Father and Holy Spirit. Remember the scripture where he said to the Pharisees, woe unto you, woe unto you, woe unto you, woe unto you. You know, he talked about how, you, you know, you, you, you want the important seats in the synagogue. You wear these fabulous purple robes. You stand on the streets, you know, praying out loud so everyone can see you. And so that those will think that you're so pious and so religious. But yes, so when it came down to believing in him and trusting in him, they couldn't do it. 
Amen. So this is the difference. If we can develop that personal relationship with God, then the things in your life shall indeed pass away. That same religious spirit still exists today and torments people today if they do not know the truth. Okay. The devil will torment you and just make you think that, see, you're, you're, at, you're at the end of your line here. You, you're going to fail. This you're going through is going to take forever and ever, and it's not even going to go away. God is not listening. Don't let, yourself, don't let yourself be blinded by that. Don't let yourself be blinded by him. He does not want you to succeed. Remember that God is there. The law that I talked about was given in order to show people their need for a savior. People try to keep the law until they realize that they absolutely cannot keep the law. Hopefully, they come to realize that they need to humble themselves and ask God to help them, which God has done through Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus, that's why God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to mankind to save us, to show us that he was the way, the truth, and the life. Hopefully, they come to realize they need to humble themselves and ask God for help. And this is where you may be right now. Maybe you need to humble yourself and simply ask God for help. For whatever it is that you're going through, whatever that thing that you're going through, I'm saying to you that this too shall pass. But maybe you need to humble yourself and ask God for help. Maybe that's the thing that is keeping you from actually realizing and having any peace and freedom. Among we Christians, there is a big emphasis on spending personal time with the Lord, and rightly so. There's good reason. More than anything else, we need his presence. He is the only one who can do anything for us that will indeed be permanent. You just don't want a temporary answer. You want a permanent solution. Unfortunately, many people want to spend time with God but feel uncomfortable or they do not know what to do during these times. Others express, express that they never sense God's presence. They find prayer sometimes and fellowship to be a dry experience. I believe that one of the reasons this happened is that people try to live under the law instead of under grace. Instead of under grace. Grace is not the freedom from sin. That's the way you can just go on and sin, sin, you know, repeatedly and everything. But it is the power to live a holy life. And even though our performance may not always be perfect, grace forgives and helps us, helps us get from where we are to where we need to be. The Lord, the word of God says that you confess your sins and he's faithful to forgive. 1 John 1, 9. Amen. He's faithful to forgive. When you spend time with God, do not try, try to be or sound religious. Just be yourself. As I said before, talk to him and listen to hear what he will speak to your heart. Listen to what he'll speak to your heart. Read his word that will edify and help you to grow as a believer in Jesus Christ. Okay. Many times when you're praying with God, you will hear in your heart an answer or some direction. Others times you can be praying with God. And then when you get down to reading your scripture, you'll find the answer in scripture. But God will indeed respond to your prayer. God will indeed respond to you reaching out and trying to seek him, trying to find him. Do not make your time with God complicated. Keep it simple and trust him to teach you in all areas of your life. Remember that whatever the problem is or whatever the problem will come into your life, that this too shall pass. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to wrestle with things. Learn to be free and remember that you don't have to carry the burden. 
God the Father is there with you right now, and he's saying to you, my son, my daughter, give it to me, give it to me, and this too shall indeed pass. This too shall indeed pass. Amen, amen, praise. I hope this message was a blessing to you. And now um, remember that uh, pass on the link to these messages if you've been blessed by them and so that someone else may receive uh, these messages as they are published and made available as this content is made available. We can be reached at www.genesis1.sermon.net, genesis1.sermon.net. And if you look at the top of the page, there's a subscribe button. Click on that subscribe button and you'll be notified when this content is available, when these messages are available. Uh, We're on YouTube, Genesis One Christian Ministries. Uh, We have the free apps, of course, for for Android and for uh, Apple phones, and they can be found at the uh, respective, uh, you know, Play stores, app stores, all right? And the whole idea is that we just want the word to be available to as many as possible, all right? So pass it on. Uh, from, through the apps and also from the uh, website there, you can also download these messages. You can download the uh, entire video or you can download audio only, either way. All right? And then you can pass that on. Listen to it later on. Play it in your car. Play it some other time, you know? Amen. So I pray that you just pass these on and uh, so that others may also. God doesn't want anyone to perish. God does not anyone, want anyone to perish. He wants his word to indeed cover this earth. Amen. So praise God, praise God. Before we close, let us go to prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. And we pray that as we go through the balance of the day and week ahead of us, that we shall remember these words that we've heard here today. And remember that whatever trials or tribulations or challenges that come our way, that they shall indeed pass if we bring them to you, if we come to you, if we seek your face in prayer, if we give it all to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and let Holy Spirit guide us. Oh, yes, Lord, we are so thankful for this time that we've had. We magnify thy name. We glorify thy name. I pray that everyone that has heard these words, have them planted deeply within their spirit so that these words cannot be stolen away when the evil one tries to come their way to bring them into disappointment and worry, O Lord. We praise you, Lord. We magnify thy most glorious name. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen, and amen. Praise God. Praise God again. Go forth and be blessed. And remember always that Jesus is Lord. And I sing praises to your name. Oh, Lord, praises to